And I think that that's a real, a real um, shame because actually children are part of families and families yeah. are time poor. And what better, what better place to see children than in their natural environment? Welcome to another episode of Shire Health Chats, Locals Talking Health. I'm coming to you here today from Kirawee Family Medical Practice, and we are very excited to have Lauren Solbara from Sutherland Shire Pediatric Physiotherapy. Thank you for having me. No worries. Why don't you tell us a bit about what you do, where you're from, and where you're going? So what I do, uh, Sutherland Shire Pediatric Physiotherapy is a pediatric physiotherapy business for mm. zero to 18-year-olds who live in the Sutherland Shire and surrounds. So that would be for children where you're concerned about delays in gross motor development or maybe they look a bit funny when they're moving. Sure. Um, or children with orthopedic concerns, bow legs, knock knees, in towing, uh, lots of W sitting, bottom shuffling, uh, flat heads. And also we see children who are part of the National Disability Insurance Scheme. Mm. So children with uh, different di disabilities or who are under seven and have delays. Okay. So look, I think that gives us a rough idea what a morning in your clinic looks like. It can be quite, quite broad, I imagine, a lot of different conditions. In general practice, we often see people who are a little concerned about um, whether it's dysplasia of the hip or they're making odd movements in their kids. And it's often really nice to have an allied health professional to help us work out if it's something significant or if it's just something they're growing out of. How did you get into physiotherapy and particularly pediatric physiotherapy? Tell me about that. Um, so I've always had a passion for working with children. Mm. I love children and I love um, helping people. And I think those two things are just such a nice marriage. Um, I originally thought that I wanted to do sports physio because everyone's Every mm. physio wants to, Every do, <laughs> wants to do sports physio <laughs> and I thought that's just what you did um, and also I love sport but um, I remember a, a friend of mine saying, Lauren, you love children, why won't you do that? And I said, it's too hard. It's too hard to see children mm. that maybe have disabilities or delays and she said, but you can help them. Like, why would you let that be a barrier? And I said, you know what, you're right. So then... At uni, I went and do a, did a placement um, at a specialist school mm. with children with disabilities, and I just fell in love. And I thought this stuff, this is the thing that matters. It's helping people and um, making their lives that bit better. Maybe I can't fix the disability, but maybe I can make their lives more enjoyable. I can remove goals to participation and enjoyment um, and give them some element of fun that maybe they weren't able to access mm. prior to that. <laughs> I think it's really nice having someone with that expertise in the area. Like, you know, obviously we do send people to the Royal Children's Hospital for various conditions in kids, but it's really nice having a local option uh, to get involved. I think you guys have been open about four or five months now. Is that yeah, right? that's right. We're a fairly new practice to the area, hmm. um, which is really exciting. I see that in the area that there aren't any services before. I came along that actually do mobile therapy as their main part of business. And I think that that's a real, a real um, shame because actually children are part of families and families yeah. are time poor. And what better, what better place to see children than in their natural environment where they feel more comfortable, the parents feel more comfortable 
And since starting uh, four months ago, like you said, every single client, and I'm not exaggerating, every single client has said to me, Lauren, I just can't believe you come to my home. This has made it so mm. much easier. So just to be able to have physio in their environment where with their stuff and I can say, oh, do this exercise with this piece of equipment or this toy that you have here and they don't have to go out and think, oh, how can I change what Lauren did in clinic with my child to what I want to do at home? I don't, they don't have to go and buy something special. They've already yeah. got it there because I've shown them how to use it and we get really good results that way. I think that's a really big point because home visits are often very hard to source in any discipline um, and the fact that you're doing home visits is hugely beneficial like i can't i can't emphasize that enough tell me about pediatric physiotherapy which some people might not know a lot about what are some of the big challenges you guys are facing what are the difficulties you guys are facing um i think some of the difficulties is that often uh, mothers are in mothers groups and the mothers are reassuring other mothers, don't worry about it, things are okay. You know, your, my child did this something a bit later, so if your child does, that's fine, they'll come good, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And what we know is there's this principle of neuroplasticity where the brains, especially under two years, are entirely moldable and changeable. Mm -hmm. And if we can get in early, we can actually sometimes even prevent a problem from happening in the future. Um, so one of the challenges I face is knowing that there's so many people out there that unfortunately are, are just being reassured and not seeking advice when if we just did something little early, we could prevent a problem later on. And isn't it hard for someone to be a parent? Like they get stuck between this trap of yes. being reassured by people who may or with the best of intentions may not know a full medical scope of what's going on versus the other end of the spectrum, which is people who are hyper competitive with what their kids do and, you know, putting up charts of milestones and saying, well, my kid did it at this age, what's happening with your kid? Mm. I think that's a really hard area. Um, yeah, absolutely. I um, Interesting that you say that. I met a, a, a lovely family the other day who um, they had been to various people who had reassured them, look, it's fine, look, it's fine, there's nothing wrong with your child. But the, the mother actually just had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. The way her baby was, mm. um, was when she was holding her baby just didn't feel right. Mm. And I did an assessment and I um, said, look, I'm sorry to say this, but I think that potentially your baby might have a dislocated hip. Mm. So they went to mm. the GP, they did some imaging and found out early that actually it was dislocated and if that mother hadn't followed her gut and mm. listened to the people telling her, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, mm. well, it would have gone undiagnosed. And then, as you would be aware, mm. that becomes quite compl complex surgery, whereas if you catch it earlier, not so complex anymore. And we can catch it early because you're providing early access here in the Shire rather than someone going on a wait list, which I love. Tell me about... I find health professionals often have some principles that they guide them or a book they've read that really helps them guide them through their day. Because a lot of a lot of practicing in healthcare is not necessarily rigid guidelines. Mm. You have to sort of draw on your principles. Any books you've read that you'd recommend, anyone who was a particularly good mentor or someone who taught you something really valuable? Um, I remember when I when I first graduated from uni I had a role um, as a pediatric physiotherapist at Campbelltown mm. Hospital. 
um, and I worked with the paediatrician very closely as part of a child assessment team. And that doctor would frequently say, first, do no harm. Mm. And that has always resonated with me because whenever I see a family and I think about the way that I'm communicating with them and I think about the way that I could help them, I could do something, but should I? Mm. First, if I can do no harm, I think that hopefully I'm able to provide a quality of care to families where they feel respected and listened to and they feel like they feel like they can be safe mm. and not like it's an imbalance of power of me telling them you have to do this but I'm hearing what they need and hopefully I'm working towards providing that for families. That's a really powerful principle. There's a reason it's sort of core to most medical fields because every test has a cost, be it financial, be it time, be it potential side effects of a test. Uh, every treatment has a cost. So first do no harm, brilliant principle. Is there anything else you wanted to chat to us about today? Anything you're working on? Anything exciting coming up at the clinic or anything you wanted to mention? Yeah, I guess for us, um, as we're expanding, um, we're looking at different ways that we can also work as part of a multidisciplinary team. Um, I think that when you work as a silo, your results are there, but they're limited. Um, and more recently, I've started to connect with occupational therapists and speech mm. pathologists and work as um, part of a team very closely. Um, and the exciting thing about that is we know that when we work together that our different treatments and our different um, ways of approaching things mm. can actually enhance outcomes for a child and their family. And I think it's the, that saying that, you know, two brains are better than one, but so is three, so is four. If we work together, I think that um, we can really make a difference and an impact um, for children and families' lives. Well, it takes a village to raise a child and it takes a multidisciplinary healthcare team to treat a problem sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. If people want to uh, look you guys up, where do they find you? What are your social pipes? What's your website? Where do they find you? Absolutely. So if you want to find uh, my service, you can go to www.shirepediatricphysio.com.au um, and all my socials are on there as well. Um, you can actually, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for people. That's kind of one of the themes. Um, they can book online or call me for a chat, um, whatever feels right for you. Okay. Well, we know you're busy. Optus is down at the moment, so everyone's running around like a mad chook. <laughs> I will let you go, and I think you're doing some registrar teaching after this. It's been a Thank you. Thank you for having me. Shire Health Chats is not specific medical advice for your scenario, and you should always consult your regular clinician. Opinions are those of the individuals and not necessarily those of any affiliated organisations. We recognise the traditional custodians of the land, 